Look, guys, I got to be honest with you. We shouldn't even be doing this episode, but ESPN refuses to change their their standard settings, and your league manager doesn't want to move your league into the 21st century, so here we are. Week 17 is a minefield of minutes restrictions and snap counts and all ugliness that affects fantasy football in a negative way, so let's try to get your league commissioners to change their mind, but in the meantime, let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott yep. and Tom via Skype. Hey, everybody. And gentlemen, uh, luckily, most of us are done with our fantasy football season, but for those... Uh, for those warriors out in the cold, uh, battling the storm yep. of inactives and snap counts, uh, we've got some some heavy heavy lifting left to do. Oh yeah! Uh, hence the one, the week se- seventeen preview uh, that we will be conducting. Right Incredibly now. stressful week. If you're still in, I'm in a league where I'm down like twenty six or something. So I kind of need a miracle, but he had a lot of guys who might get shut down. So um, before the episode started, I was sitting here with Don and weighing the value of the guys that are sitting on my bench versus the value of some guys out on the waiver wire. And I ended up picking up five guys that I think the guy might add in an attempt to try and block him. And uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. You got to do that. You got to think of like the names, too. I remember I, I was in a week 17, uh, I was in like a week 17, uh, like fi- final and I had like, I had like a five point lead or so. And I ended up starting three bench running backs yep. and they all had over 18 points. It was like <laughs> Jerome Harrison, um, Jason Snelling. And I don't remember the other guy. I wish I could, but, uh, but yeah, so it's a week that could easily bring mayhem but it could also easily bring you some glory, glory? that you will never forget. Yeah, uh, especially no relying on guys like perhaps uh, Patrick Mahomes, who we'll get to in a moment, or um, Peyton Barber, and you know guys of that ilk. But let's uh, let's right now go to our plum picks. I can feel it down in my plums. Not as festive anymore now that we are out of the holiday season. But our plum picks are. Just the same, going to be very exhilarating, starting with the hottest hand in the NFL, Scott's plum pick quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy God. He's white hot right now, boys. And he's facing the Rams, who don't really care if they win or lose this game. They're shutting the whole squad down. This is screaming for Jimmy G to just go absolutely buck wild once again if he's out there on your wire which obviously he shouldn't be in this week 17 pick him up and start him i would start him almost over any quarterback in the league this week i agree i mean the jacksonville game was the only deterrent that i had from and he went nuts starting him he went nuts the rams defense while they've been good 
they're going to be pulling some defensive difference makers like Aaron Donald, Alec Ogletree. Those guys are not going to be big factors. Tremaine Johnson probably exactly. won't play much. It just won't be happening for the for the Los Angeles Rams because they, they don't, don't have care. a whole lot to play for. They're basically locked into that three seed. And we're going to actually, when we run down the slate, I'm going to we're going to kind of be highlighting what anybody has to play for. Cool. Uh, so I like I like Jimmy G this week. I like Jimmy G forever, forever. Yeah, <laughs> basically, he's he's won the hearts of America over. Uh, except for Bob Kraft, who pulled the trigger to trade him. Eh, well, uh, let Tom, let's go to you. Yeah, I got a, a deep dive here. It's a Tom pick for sure. Yes. But I'm going to go with uh, Deshaun Kaiser. God, that's Every, deep. It's deep. But, guys, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> he's got upside. Look, I'm down 50 in a, in a two-week championship, right? I need a guy – who is going to go out there and possibly put me into the 20s. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that people are going to recommend you play this week yeah. that honestly haven't really gotten there. Jacoby Brissett has only been above 20 points one time. And that Deshaun was all Kaiser, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser, he's done that two times. But he's also <laughs> had uh, but he's also had other good weeks. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, three times. He's been above it three times. And oh, then he's also That's better. Yeah. That's better. Well, that's that's pretty good. He's also got a 17, a 15, an 18, uh, some good performances to his name. The reason that I bring him up this week of all weeks though is that he played Pittsburgh in week 1. He went for 18.6. He plays Pittsburgh now in week 17 where they really won't care and he has a really good chance to prove something to the team and the organization that he belongs to, that he should be the starting quarterback. If he wants to do that in a divisional rival type game at the end of the season, what better way to leave a good taste in the mouth of the people to feed you? It's really cool that you brought up um, that they played each other in week one and week 17. It's like such a cool litmus test for Kaiser's progress. You know, we'll see how, how he did in that first game against that team and how he did in the last game of his rookie season against that same team. You know, I just, I I think that's really interesting. And uh, you know, it, it depends on how, how long the Steelers starters play for me. But, you know, yeah. if it's only till half or something like that, I think Kaiser could have a huge game. Steelers do play. They're, the only thing the Steelers can do is they can be the number one seed with a win and a New England loss. And they're playing at the same time as New England. So if they see that New England's got like a 20-point lead at the end of the first half of their game, then it's probably going to be a pretty big incentive for the Steelers to kind of start loosening the reins on their starters, getting them out of the game, getting some getting some fresh blood in there. So I like it. And let's not forget, Kaiser actually looked pretty decent in that week one game against yeah. the Steelers. Like yeah. the Browns were a threat in that game for a while. Granted, you know, that was 17 long weeks and 16 losses ago for the Browns. Or sorry, 15, not 16 yet. Yep. But so I don't mind rolling Kaiser out there at all, Tom. I think that's a really interesting call and a play that not many people may be willing to make, but it could end up paying off. And I hope it pays off yeah. for you. You think? Yeah. Lot. Not to mention a guy with five rushing touchdowns to his name this year. So there's yeah. always that yeah. upside yeah. built yeah, in. Maybe he'll get you three. <laughs> My- but uh, <laughs> you think you guys think Mike Tomlin will be like me on Sunday on the sideline, like? feverishly checking his CBS sports app to see what the score of the Patriots game is and what the score of like the Jaguars game is and all that, that stuff. That just doesn't seem like a Mike Tomlin thing. <laughs> like he's definitely going to just be like squinting at the Jumbotron. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, and then I'll have like one of his lackeys. Like, he seems like a flip phone Antonio guy. Brown will have his phone. He'll be like live streaming <laughs> yeah. the whole game from the sideline, getting himself into more trouble. My plum pick quarterback is Matthew Stafford. And I'm actually stacking my plum pick quarterback and wide receiver. I'm going with Golden Tate. 
Golden Tate is chasing 90 receptions and 1,000 yards, and he was asked about it today, and he said, I mean, yeah, it would be cool if we could win, but also, like, you know, I'm looking to try and go out and get that. Luckily for them, they're playing against a team where he can go out and get that. Yeah. He may get to 100 catches and 1,100 yards he went by the end of that game Green Bay last against time. Green Bay. I think this is a soft target. This is a game where you know Jim Caldwell could possibly be coaching for his job in this game yeah. to try and get a fire lit under the team. It's been a disappointing year. I think the Lions hopefully will want to end on a strong note. I think Stafford's a little bit more of a dangerous play if you're looking for a DFS stream option because he's been nicked up all year. If he takes one weird hit, he's done for the day because they need to get him ready for next year. Of course. But, you know, Tate's been durable this year, and I think they roll him out, and I think they try to get him those milestone numbers before the end of this game. I like that you brought up that he's chasing milestones, and that's definitely something that I like to pay attention to. I like to, like... You know, if I'm if I'm making a FanDuel lineup this week, I'll do like a really deep dive and try to figure out what the guy's bonus incentives are. Absolutely. Exact yardage, amount of touchdowns, and that type of stuff and try and like build my team off of that. So I'm happy that you brought sure. up that type of mindset. And I agree with you. I think these two are a great play this week. All right. I gotta agree. Let's move to receiver then. Uh the return of an old friend, Scott. I had to do it. You know, it's week 17. Absolutely. T.Y. Hilton, of course, my plum pick wide receiver. He will not be making the playoffs, so this is our send-off to T.Y., the absolute all-star of this segment. Thank you, T.Y., for giving us a roller coaster of emotion throughout the entire year. I think he finishes it off on a nice high note against a team that he caught five balls for 175 yards and not one but two touchdowns the last time he played against them. That's the Houston Texans. And, you know, I think that he'll be he's just going to be ready out there. You know, yeah. this isn't a guy that I think is is going to get benched at any time. He's going to play it out, and uh, Brissett's going to play it out. And I think that uh, he can easily find another really long yeah. touchdown against a team that's pretty given up. And you can go across the field to another counterpart of his – who wears his jersey in the teens. DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is going to be a strong option this week as well. Not that anybody was going to bench him, but I feel like he he and T.Y. Hilton can kind of get into this seesaw of like one trying to outdo the other in this game, and I'm yeah. really excited to see that. I completely agree. It's funny because I thought, like, beginning of the year, you probably thought that Houston versus Indianapolis was the AFC South game in Week 17. Yep. That would decide the, the division, but it's actually – the other one and yeah. the division's already been decided. So uh, a very interesting year, but I like the TY call. And speaking of old friends, Tom, who do we have at your plum pick wide receiver? Well, we've got the oldest of friends and that's Larry Fitzgerald, the guy who once again, you're probably not sitting, but I would nope. say go ahead and pay up for this guy. I mean, Bruce Arians right now, his, his, his future with the Cardinals is uncertain to say the least the organization yep. the direction that it's going is uh is a tough one and larry fitzgerald is inextricably linked and almost inexplicably linked to these guys right if carson palmer doesn't come back larry fitzgerald does have the option although he signed to extend that he can call it a career and this could be larry yep. fitzgerald's last game of his life you think he's going out on a low note no i question. think not just in case it's his last game, he's going to ball out just to make sure. I'd pay up for this guy everywhere in a week where there's a lot of stud receivers who might not play a whole game and might not play so hard. You're going to find this guy playing the whole game, and he's never taken a playoff in his career. I love it. 
I love, love it, it, dude. Couldn't agree more, dude. You know, it, it, like he said, it could be Larry Fitzgerald's last game ever. You know, and I, last I'm week I said that. that he was going to put forth that historic performance to send him off, you know. But I guess I forgot about that. There's still one more game left. Yeah. And Larry Fitz is still going to do Larry Fitz, uh, yeah. you know, as long as he can. And if, they, if this is the last one, I agree, Tom. He's going to make that count. For sure. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald does what Larry Fitzgerald does. He rules. All right, the running. I'd love to hear the. I'd love to hear the argument against that one from yeah, somebody. Yeah. No, Larry Fitzgerald's gonna suck. No, <laughs> dude, like get out of He's my old. House. Yeah. Um, let's go to running backs. We've got a, a three very interesting names. Basically, three guys that we had already given up on this season. Oh yeah. At the running back position, we'll start with Scott because this was the guy we gave up on the earliest. Yeah, Mike Gillisley. Yeah. Um. This one to me, you know, I kind of you alluded to this alluded to last a, week. a couple weeks ago, yeah. yeah. As a guy who, and I said specifically for this week, week seventeen, Mike Gillisley, I think that he's going to be the guy who leads this team and carries this week, just for the sheer fact that they'll be able to do what they want against a given up Jets team. They don't need to pound Deion Lewis into the ground. You got no James White. He was hurt last week, unlikely to play this week. You got no Rex Burkhead. So to me, it's like, why would they risk Deion Lewis in a game where they don't really need it, you know? So I think Gillisley is going to get fed, man. I really yeah. do. I just think he's going to get a ton of like those late game meaningless touches and he could turn it into a huge day. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even really need to get like a ton of touches. He just needs to do what they did with him last week where he yeah. got some looks on the goal line. He converted one for a touchdown and that's going to be the difference between starting Gillisley and starting maybe some of these high upside bench guys who are looking to get into a game but may not until the second half. I mean, Gillisley is a shot to play all four quarters. So why not roll him out there? I think I, he'll, I think he's definitely going to play all four quarters. I think yeah. that he might be the last man standing in that backfield. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tom, let's go to you. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, we're going to transition from that maybe wire to wire uh, grinder. And I think this guy has a chance to do that next week as well. And that's Bilal Powell. Love so it. you look, you look at last week, he goes off, obviously 19 carries. But, you know, if I'm the Jets, if I'm managing the Jets, I might want to take a shot and look at Elijah Maguire at the end of the season. But you know what? He had zero receptions, zero rushes, and a fumble last week. Um, I, I guess they That's don't really do. care. So I would monitor to see if they're going to – if the, if news comes out that they will go with Elijah Maguire just to see what they've got in it. Right. But if not, we actually know that Bilal Powell is a really talented guy. He didn't really put it all together for us this year. But he's been a weak – he's been a league winner at the end of seasons, especially last year and when he started to come on. When they give him a shot and they give him the ball, he's one of those guys where he gets in a flow of things, you know. If he's the only show in town, he really does well. I think these guys have kind of been bogging him down all year. And it looks like in week 17, the only week that it is, is that he'll have – the only week that he'll actually have the full workload that he deserves. Me and Don were talking about this pre-episode, dude. Couldn't agree more. Yep. You know, Forte also didn't participate in practice today. There's like no reason at all for him to play. No. It would just be yeah. foolish if he played. Let me spoiler alert. I'm shutting down Matt Forte. So <laughs> oh, we don't even have to go. cover it. Like he's too old to play in week 17. He's very talented. I've loved that guy forever yeah. as a receiving back and all that in PPR leagues. He's, PPR he's, legend. he's carried me all over the place. Oh, We've yeah. seen the world. We've seen the world together. He and I, just, but just look at him. You know, he's, he's old. <laughs> week 17 is not for him. 
Um, you may look through his, you know, his season totals and you might be encouraged in a week where, you know, he might been hanging out on your bench all year. And now you have Todd Gurley or something who's not going to play. You're like, oh, that's fine. I'll slot in Matt Forte. Nah. Uh, no, no siree. So I'll shut him down yeah. and I'll uh, spoiler alert that one for you. We don't even have to cover it. All right. Let's wrap up our plum pick running backs. I've got Gio Bernard. I don't think Joe Mixon's going to play. Nah. There's really no reason to. Cincinnati has nothing to fight for. So that means a help, healthy dosing of Gio Bernard. And when he's been the only show in town with Mixon out, he's been pretty good. He's been really and good. In week 17, a guy who literally will not leave the field at the running back position is really the only chance you've got. So if you can go out and get him or if you have him, you got to roll him out. He's going to be a touch monster. Yeah. He's going to be a magnet for the ball to get to, and I think that they're going to try and get him to get the team safely into the offseason. Yeah, I actually that. have him in one of my leagues, and you're making me think I should play him. Uh, I am. It's I the only should. it's the only league I have left, uh, obviously, but uh, I have some tough options. So I'm now you got me thinking about it though, because yeah. when he has gotten that workload, he's been like really really good right yeah and not even just this year when uh ben jarvis green ellis back in the day went down and geo bernard showed up in his rookie campaign he was a monster i mean yep. he was going crazy uh he he jumps at the opportunity um when it's his own show and scotty why don't you throw some names around and we'll see uh what we think about sure. so, that lineup so my two running backs in that league it's a standard league my two running backs are Christian McCaffrey and Carlos Hyde. I have to bench Hunt, obviously, because he's not going to play. Um, and then my receivers are A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, and Michael Thomas. That was uh, pretty cool to acquire, obviously. But, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe McCaffrey? I like McCaffrey. Uh, I think uh, it's tough because they're – Obviously, in PPR, both these guys are studs, right? But this is a standard league, right. and McCaffrey hasn't necessarily lit the standard world on fire. No. Uh, that's a tough one, man. He plays the Falcons. Gio Bernard has gone 8, 12, 10, 22 the last four weeks. So there's score. really not many guys that you should be playing over him anyway. I feel like no. whatever you roll out there, Gio has to be one of them. It's not a matter of... You know, I think it's who else do you start with Shit. Gio at this point? Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to tight end while Scott continues to ponder. And Tom, your uh, your plum pick tight end actually goes back to Scott's plum pick quarterback, and I couldn't agree more with this one either. Yeah, it's uh, George Kittle. I talked about him way before uh, Jimmy Garoppolo came onto the scene, but Jimmy Garoppolo must have been listening to the podcast because he noticed that that guy's pretty good. Noted he Russ targets boy, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> He targets him in the red zone like crazy. I mean, and that's all it takes with a good quarterback. I mean, that's the game you're playing right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's great. I agree with him as a plump pick quarterback. I agree with him as a quarterback going forward. Yep. And if he targets a tight end in the red zone, if he's one of those guys, which, you know, there's plenty of, that tight end has value. For sure. No ifs, ands, or buts. Nope. So I think, you know, you know, I keep saying this for every position, but – in a week where there's going to be tight ends who aren't going to play the full game or aren't even going to have incentive to try. This is another guy. He's trying out. He's basically campaigning to be Jimmy G's guy for the rest of his career. Yep. They're both young. They could have a beautiful, beautiful relationship together. And, uh, 
you know, we're seeing the the start of it, and we may as well uh, cash in while we can. Shades of Clark in Montana in <laughs> and San Francisco. A, and a guy who takes a lot of uh, targets from him, Garrett Selleck, is like an older guy. One of those one of those guys where it doesn't really make sense for the 49ers to give him a lot of shine in a Week 17. Right. Why not throw Kittle out there for majority of the snaps and see what he can do? Yep. Yeah, definitely not designed play calls for Selleck yep. this week, you know? Yeah. Scott, let's stick with you for your plum pick tight end. I'm going with your plum pick last week, Don, and I'm going with Antonio Gates. Ride. Going back Ride to the with well, me. the Chargers need a W, and when they need something, who do you think <laughs> Phil is going to go to, Old man. man Gates. Old man Gates. And, you know, Oakland's one of the worst. They're they're in the bottom ten for, for points allowed to the position, so um, – you know, it's not like this is a, a tough target. It's a, it's a soft target for him. Uh, no Melvin Gordon, possibly. So some short some short passing game could be seeded from. Melvin you know, Gordon's a big feature for them in the red zone. That's right, big red zone target, especially in the pass game too. So you know, I think you get a similar output to last week from Gates. You get those five or six catches. You get sixty to seventy yards, and I bet you get another touchdown. I too. agree. I like it a lot. I'm going Jesse James just in terms of opportunity. Like I said, I'm kind of seeing that the Steelers may notice that the Patriots are beating up on the Jets, and they might say, ah, you know what? Like, we can we can pull back a little bit. Let's get Landry Jones in there. Landry Jones is going to be looking for the tight end, right? We and someone about had this. to do it. Young, inexperienced quarterbacks love looking for the tight end. So I'm rolling Jesse James out there possibly as a DFS or streaming. Someone option. had to do it in week 17. Yeah, yeah he's playing he the Browns. the Browns. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, one, uh. one half versus the Browns equals a full game versus somebody else. So even if they play a half, he's got a great chance of scoring yeah. as long as he complete the process of the catch all the way to the ground. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that's another uh, that's another discussion for another day. Um, let's move now to our shut it downs for this week. Interesting week of shutdowns. Shut it down. And we will start with quarterbacks. And uh, Scott, you've got a very good one because it's just a guy who's probably not going to be playing very long. Yeah, it's something that like I want to bring attention to. It's something that you need to be paying attention to while you're setting your rosters are these players that are on really good teams that are still in the game. So I'm shutting down Nick Foles, and he plays against the Cowboys. And like Tom said, even against the Browns, in a half a game, Nick Foles could probably put together you know, a pretty decent performance against this horrible secondary with nothing to play for. But you can't risk the fact of Nick Foles getting pulled um, you know, maybe he only plays till halftime. Maybe the third quarter. You know, who knows? Maybe he gets hit hard, like you said. With uh, who was that before you were saying Stafford? Stafford, yeah. You know, maybe he yeah. gets hit hard and they pull him right out of the game because yeah. well, they don't want to risk it. There's just yeah. too much risk around these players that might play the whole game or might be on a snap count. Don't settle for might. We want certainty in week yes. seventeen. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, Tom, for you. Yeah, I'm gonna shut down uh, Mahomes. I know it's week 17 and we're, we're having a lot of fun and I'm recommending you start guys like Kaiser, but keep in mind, he played an entire season. This is Mahomes' debut and he's going against the Denver Broncos. I mean, granted, even if they don't have their studs out there, which they're honestly, they, they just as may, they may as well keep them out there, but even their practice squad guys go against guys like Talib and uh, Chris Harris Jr. all the time. So, I mean, in a some in someone's debut, this is when I target the defense to use in like daily or uh, streamable option, you know. Right. So like just because it's week seventeen, 
Exactly. Just because it's week 17 doesn't mean you can get ultra cute and get a guy in his first start ever. I mean, it's still the championship, people. So let's uh, let's temper our expectations with this guy. I mean, best of luck to him. The Chiefs spent enough on him, and I think he's a talented guy. But your debut against Denver, I don't know, yeah, especially a, for the fantasy It's going to be a tough week. The Chiefs have nothing to gain from this game, and that's actually kind of segueing into mine so I can kind of get myself out of the way here. I'm shutting down the rest of the Chiefs as well. <laughs> um, my running back is Kareem Hunt. My uh, wide this receiver is Terry wow. Kill. And my tight end is Travis Kelsey. I don't think that their starting offense is going to play a lot in this game. I think, you know, you obviously want them to get some sort of a rapport in a real game scenario with Mahomes. But isn't that what next year is going to be for in the preseason? Like these guys, you know, Hill, Hunt and Kelsey, they're going to need them for next week when the wild card round is going on. So I don't think that these guys are going to be playing a hell of a lot. So I don't think you can count on production from them. I think the better, the possibly the best play of the chiefs offense this week outside of Mahomes is Charkandrick West. Yeah. I think Charkandrick West is an awesome play. He can get incredible volume, but uh, yeah, they also play in Denver. So it's yeah. like the high, high altitude and stuff. It's like, Chilly. why, why even play any of them? I wouldn't be surprised if, if Hill, Hunt and Kelsey don't even suit up. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Um, let's go back to my quarterback, though, Brett Hundley. Um, I don't think anybody was going to try and, you know, trust Brett Hundley. But, you know, with so many high-level quarterbacks probably n not sitting or probably not playing at all, right. um, just a tough week. So I was going with Hundley because I think this is actually kind of – I think this is a big Jamal Williams week because, you know – Detroit has really given it up on the run. And yeah. I think Jamal Williams, especially with Aaron Jones not playing, is going to get a lot of run. He's going to get a lot of production. Uh, very interesting FanDuel guy for me, Jamal Williams, this week. I like week. that, yeah. But, um, but Hunley, I mean, he just hasn't shown that you shown you anything over the past over his last two starts. He barely beats the Browns to get Rodgers back. And then he goes completely thermonuclear against yeah. the Vikings. I mean, there's, there's just nothing left to see. No Devontae Adams, no Jordy Nelson. It's going to be Mike Davis or some, some Mike Who's Holmes. Who's a pretty or, big guy, Yeah, big way. dude. Yeah, um, he was a big guy. Cobb and maybe Jeff Geronimo Lawrence. Allison. Geronimo Allison. So, a little Janice I mean, probably sprinkled in, too. Yeah. Everyone's going to be in there getting some action, I think, yeah. for the Packers. It's you know Maybe even Hundley doesn't play the whole game. That wouldn't right. that wouldn't shock me too much if they have another quarterback that's younger. I don't really know their, their situation. Be, they might have put Joe Callahan back on the roster when they IR'd Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. So, so you know, who knows? Maybe they're just like, ah, screw it. Give Callahan the second half. Exactly. This game means nothing. And, you know, even if he plays – a whole game. Even if you played two full games, I wouldn't want to start right yeah. only. <laughs> Let's move on to running back now. Tom, we already said your shutdown running back, Matt Forte. My shutdown running back, Kareem Hunt. So we've got one left. Scotty, who is it? Devontae Freeman. And it's brutal for everyone in those 17-week uh, championship games that uh, – that are still in it with Devontae Freeman. If you are, congratulations. That was that was pretty difficult to do. But the Panthers have been awesome against the run all season, especially over the last three weeks, only allowing 65 yards per game to the running back position over those three games. Devontae struggled, and, uh, you know, I kind of expect that again. Let's not forget, too, that he got stuffed on the goal line in big moments against the Saints. He lost a fumble in the red zone in a huge moment against the Saints in a game that they really needed. I think that kind of sticks in the offensive coordinator's mind. And when you see them on a one, you might see a little Tevin Coleman action. Yeah, it's uh, it's and this is one they desperately need. You know, the Falcons need to win this one to get in. 
Um, they can get in if they lose and the Seahawks lose, but obviously Atlanta doesn't want to get right. in that way. And um, and even in a full PPR, the last time he played against Carolina, he only got ten and a half points. Mm. So you know, it's not like uh, it's not too it's not too sexy of an appeal for me this week from Devontae. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not feeling that one either. Speaking of not feeling, Scott, you're not feeling. Adam Thielen, he's your shutdown wide receiver. This yeah, time. yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not feeling Adam Thielen. Uh, the Bears secondary is good. You know, it's yeah. been, it's been solid all year, and especially against slot receivers. I don't know what you guys think, but I think Minnesota, since they've been playing these these lesser teams, uh, they've kind of scaled back their offense a little bit. Um, they've relied very heavily on Latavius Murray getting 20 carries, McKinnon catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, to me, I think they're trying to not show their hand a little bit too much for the playoffs, where I think Adam Thielen will be re-unleashed. But <laughs> for this week, I think he's going to take a back seat and just you know, kind of have a, another Adam Thielen-y low-end type of game, no touchdown, maybe only three or four catches. Because the last time he played them, only five catches for 40 yards, no touchdown. So he didn't have a huge week. Yep. They didn't need to lean on him to beat him then. I think they'll do the same thing again. But your boy will be back in the playoffs. Re-unleashed. You typically don't see those two prefixes in the same <laughs> word. So nice job, Scott. Uh, Tom, let's go to your Is that receiver. a word or no? Uh, sure. <laughs> it's hyphenated, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I do want to add into the case against Adam Thielen is that, you know, you put a comparable player out there like Golden Tate struggled against the Bears twice. Right. So another really good slot receiver who uh, didn't even go over 50 yards each time he played them. So I, I totally agree. Um, Sterling Shepard is who I'm going to shut down this week. He, you know, he's got Eli Manning for maybe a half. If Eli plays, I think they're just going to try to start him to keep the people of New York happy. Uh, they deactivated Geno Smith from the active roster, and they're going to bring up their other, yeah, they're going to bring up their other scrub to probably play the second half. So um, <laughs> Shepard Shepard could see his share of Josh Norman or whatever. They, bring up their you know, other the, scrub. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Washington secondary is no joke, and I mean, he went out there last week and turned it out. So there's really no hope for Sterling Shepard to be in your lineup. I mean, he really chunked up the Eagles, but I don't know how that happened. I don't know why the Giants even played them so tough. I thought Derek Carr would be able to play the Eagles a little bit better because of that, but now I'm getting a little off the beaten path. Um, Sterling Shepard, not going to be in any of my lineups. However, I do own him, so I think there's better options out there. Um, He's a little bit of a sexy, unsexy guy, you know? Yeah. So you can just go straight unsexy here. Um, Look for production rather than someone who – has somewhat of a name yeah now if the giants go on a boat trip this week after week 17's over not as big of a deal right (laughs) no that's cool because they're done yeah Yeah. okay perfect good good to remember odell's already down in the florida keys with it with the engine revving just waiting for shep after this game my favorite thing was that they were all still wearing timberlands on the boat (laughs) (laughs) just so new york yeah Sports Center, Sports Center had the boat picture up, like that was like their big, like that was like their centerpiece. Like, oh, it's like the one year anniversary of the boat trip. Jeez, oh, shove this down region. everybody's throats again. Uh, Scott, uh, it's time. Who's your shutdown tight end? Ebron. Yeah, um, the Packers have been rock solid against the tight end all year. Uh, Ebron's been hot. I get that, but I think he cools this week. Yeah, only had three for thirty-five against them the first time they played, and uh, well, at the tight end position, I feel like it's rare to see like that much fluctuation between uh, games. You know, like 
the two times someone plays against someone, unless it's like Gronk when he can just go buck wild out of nowhere. But uh, Ebron's not Gronk, and uh, I think that uh, he has you know another average game, but no yeah. touchdown. I agree. Yeah, before the Packers played Cameron Brait, they were the best against the tight end in the league, and that was kind of fluky. You see Cameron Brait kind of even trailing back downward. So the Packers, to me, are still one of the best teams against the tight end, so I like it. I was thinking about shutting him down myself. He has been hot, but I mean, as a tight end, like being hot, isn't it doesn't really translate to too much, right? You only have so much of a role. They can only call so many plays for you. The team can be so prepared for you, the, the opposition that is. So, um yeah, you can't – just because he scored a couple times doesn't mean he's going to score forever. He's right. Eric Ebron. He's right. disappointed you before yeah. he's going to get – Outside of the fluky, uh, you know, Cameron Brait and Greg Olson games for the Packers, you know? They, oh, they yeah, the Greg Olson touchdown. No one was even guarding him, right. so they, it doesn't – They've been pretty much non – you know, like lights out against tight ends, yeah. so I think it I think it continues. There. All right, Tom, like I said, my, uh, my shutdown tight end was Travis Kelsey, so let's go to yours. I'm going to go with Austin Hooper. Um, you know, you still got Luke Keekley over there. I know the Panthers uh, had faced a big injury in uh, Davis, I believe, uh, the other linebacker. And I thought that Cameron Brait might have I, – I don't know why I keep bringing him up. I love him so much, I suppose. You really do. But I do. But I thought you that he might have a better game. expectations for him. Yeah. I thought he might have a, a better game versus Carolina Panthers because they were missing one of their own tight ends and they were missing one and the opposition was missing one of their linebackers, right? So you'd think that, that they could scheme him open. Uh, they did not. The Carolina Panthers still remained a really good tight end defense, and I expect them to do the same. And really, it's it's Luke Keekley. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in here, and I'll always shut down the tight end that's playing them unless it's Gronk, I to like be it. honest. Yeah, I mean no way I would play Hooper in, in anything. All right, so let's run down the slate. And before we talk about each game, I'm going to just mention what's at stake for either team. In some cases, there's a lot more to explain than others. In some cases, it's just going to be these two teams are both out of the playoffs, and that's basically it. Uh, Detroit versus Green Bay. These two teams are base, are out of the playoffs, and that's basically it. And we covered this game a, a lot. lot. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think we're good. I know that Tom also likes Randall Cobb uh, this week, and so do I. Yeah, uh, Slay does not shadow anybody into the slot. So if Cobb stays in the slot for most of this game, he could really wreak some havoc against the Lions defense. An interesting call there. Chicago, Minnesota. Chicago's obviously out completely. Yeah. Minnesota has the two seed locked up. Nothing to see here. I think Minnesota could start. I don't know if Minnesota sitting. has the two seed locked up. Oh, really? I think if Carolina wins and then New Orleans loses and Minnesota loses – that Carolina actually gets a two seed because they beat them head to head. Okay, so it's so let's call it all but locked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I expect the Vikings to to take care of business. Uh, yeah. I really, I really, really like McKinnon this week. I'm shying away from the pass catchers, but you know, to go along with your McKinnon take there, Scott, I'm I'm liking Minnesota's run game this week because that's kind of basically I think what they're going to ride, get themselves into that bye with a healthy lineup ready to go. Yeah. All right, Houston Indy. Nothing to see here, but I like this game because you've got a lot of guys who are playing for jobs next year. So this could be a very entertaining game with, uh, you know, even though it it is TJ Yates or uh, Adam Heineken or whatever the Texans backup's <laughs> name is against Jacoby Brissett, it may not sound like it on paper, but like we said, 
T.Y. Hilton, DeAndre Hopkins, those two wide receivers could have a nice little back and forth developing by the end of this. Lots game. of like guys it. shut down on these defenses all over the place. Yeah. You know, you, obviously the Texans got decimated by injury early on. The Colts got decimated by inefficiency and poor play to the point where it's just not worth it to play their studs anymore. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. And like you, I like how you said, there's a lot of guys playing for jobs, you know, like Lamar Miller, yep. even um, Frank Gore, maybe. So uh, there's a lot of guys out there that, uh, that have something to play for in this game, even though it's meaningless. Absolutely. Love it. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, the Steelers need a win and a Patriots loss for the one. Cleveland has locked up the number one seed in the NFL draft. That's right. So they have nothing to play for. Uh, they unless, might as well go out there and mess around and get a W. Yeah, exactly. Like, they should actually try to win this week. It's yeah. the only time where they can win and not have their draft stock affected. The 2016, the well, 2016, the 2000, what was it, eight Detroit Lions or whatever they were, but they might have some company by the end of Sunday Yeah. Um, in the worst way. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, brutal. Um, we do think that if this game does get out of hand and, and Pittsburgh does build a big lead, or if they're scoreboard watching and notice that New England has a big lead, you know, they could start to pull people. So just something to think about. I'm not sure, you know, what they have. They haven't stated their intentions at all yet this week. So it's going to be interesting. What would you see. guys do if you were the, the Pittsburgh coach? Would you play your guys or would you sit them? I would play them, but I would definitely have an intern or an assistant te- telling me the New England score update every time some team scores. Yeah, but then you get in that, like, all right, what's enough to the point where we determine a win for the Patriots? Yeah, and then Is if you blow that. In our game and all that type of stuff. It's tough. It's a tough call. It's tough because if they don't do that and they just keep playing with their starters, I mean, you know what? There's no saying that Le'Veon Bell can't go out there and turn his ankle. And then all of a sudden exactly, we have a huge dude. problem. Exactly. So the, the the Steelers are on the slipperiest slope. And if they pulled everybody, regardless of the result of the New England game, I really wouldn't blame them because a really healthy team with the two seed is going to be a lot better than an injured team with the one seed. Just ask Philadelphia. That's what that's what I think, too. I think I'd bench everybody. Yeah, I don't know. Tough. Well, I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have signed D'Angelo Williams and yes. rested Le'Veon Bell. Yes, yeah, definitely. Just for one week. And I would have messed around and plum picked D'Angelo Williams this week. Yeah, that stinks. It's a shame none of us picked Stephen Ridley. Although I think I know why none of us did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go to the Jets and the Patriots. Pats need to win to lock up the one seed in the AFC. They're gonna sit people, I think. And if and there were and there have been win. times. Yeah, they probably will. But there have been times where they were losing in a divisional game like this. I was thinking like maybe Buffalo or Miami. It was a couple of years ago, and they still pulled Brady. Right. Because they were like, you know what? He took a couple of hits. We don't want. The, we're not dealing with this. We're gonna pull him, and that's gonna be it. And whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I so think, I mean, obviously it. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of based off – like their news is almost based off the Steelers. Like yeah. if the Steelers bench everyone, the Patriots should bench everyone. Yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say any – obviously the Patriots are awesome in that regard. They won't say anything no. until – Of course. You know, until kickoff where it's yeah. like Brady suspiciously ruled out, you know, that type of stuff. No word on uh, James Harrison getting any play for the Patriots defense. Yeah. So if you were going to play think- them to play him ceremoniously, might not happen. You think Hackenberg is going to get any burn for the Jetties? I – 
if he doesn't, I think that that's pretty much their admission of the, of a, of the failed experiment. Yeah, that he you is. gotta play him. Um, but yeah, I think you know at some point you should probably at least see the product in the regular season. Thus, making them besides Powell nuclear. Yeah, uh, Gillisley. We talked about guys playing for a job. He's only on a one year deal in New England. That's why. That's and why I liked him as a pump pick too, and get some interesting money in the offseason. We'll have to keep an eye on that as well. Washington and the Giants, nothing to see here. Both teams eliminated. Like we said, we're not sure if Eli plays this whole game. The running game could be interesting with Darkwin Gallman, but because of Eli's uncertainty, Sterling Shepard kind of a kind of a name to avoid. What do what does Washington do with Captain Kirk, who has to be a free agent? They cannot franchise him anymore. Yeah, they're gonna let him play. Are, are they gonna let him play? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there's yeah. no reason not to let him play. All right, so could be the last time we go see Captain Kirk. Get it done I think for Kirk's, Washington. I think Kirk is a great uh, daily player. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are, like, statistically the worst up. defense in the league. Yeah, I think so, he could light it up yeah. against them. I like that. If if I was Kirk, I wouldn't even play this week, but I'm much more of a quitter than he is. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be why he's in the NFL and you're not, Tom. Uh, uh, well, yeah, well, you know, I, I would be if I didn't have to, you know, have this messed up shoulder. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Dallas and Philadelphia. Dallas was eliminated last week. Nothing to play for. Interesting to see if their starters play. Dak, Zeke, Dez. Interesting. They're like a prideful organization. You know, yeah. I feel like they're I, I all they going to play. play. Yeah, I think. Zeke I think Zeke is relatively safe. safe. Yeah, yeah, because they want to get running on him. Like you know, it was an adjustment game. And then he gets to go play again, and you know they want to have a rhythm with him. He's uh he's built like a. You know, a brick house anyway. So I, I don't think they're worried about him health wise. You know, and the Eagles' defense did just get carved up by Marshawn Lynch, as bad as the Raiders were. Marshawn, I felt, looked pretty good last week. Yeah. So something to watch for Zeke if you're looking to fill a DFS lineup. Philly has nothing to play for, but they've already said I think that Foles is going to start. Yeah, um, I, I'd be. I would not play a single guy on their whole roster. No, me either. Besides, maybe Corey Clement. <laughs> I think he might just be cheap enough. That he's like the one that ends up getting all the all the garbage carries, or maybe I don't know. It's tough. Could be Legarrette Blunt too. Could be Jay. But one too. of those guys are going to be dirt. I yeah. don't think a Jai. For some reason, I think they're going to say like not play him as much. But yeah. uh, well, last year in Week 17, they did go down into the depths of their depth chart. Uh, I started Sproles, and to my dismay, they uh, avoided him past the second quarter. So. For what it's worth, last year the Eagles did go check out their young talent down at the bottom of the barrel. So Corey Clement may be worth it. I think they're going to be quick on the trigger with it too, especially like I bet Foles doesn't get more than like a quarter, you know, maybe at the most a half. Right. Let's go to Jacksonville and Tennessee. The Jags have the three seed locked up. They have nothing to play for. However, head coach Doug Marone has already said they're going to play this game to win it. I think that's an awesome move because this way Jacksonville can treat this like it's a playoff Listen, game. Listen, this isn't Pittsburgh. Yeah. This isn't New England. This right. is Jacksonville. Yeah. They, need to, they need to get used to winning. Uh, <laughs> and Tennessee needs a win and help to get in as a wild card. So they're going to be playing to win. Jacksonville is going to be playing to win. This could end up being the most entertaining game of this week 17 slate. I'm interested to see it. I like Blake Bortles again this week. Yeah, me too. Love Keelan Cole and uh, Dede Westbrook as well. If you're looking for that, for that deep uh, dart throw receiver, you know, they're both in the mix. I think Um, just because the Titans pass defense has been so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not poopy poopy Bortles though. No Bortles rocks. He's Absolutely. A, he, he won me a ship in another league. So <laughs> so Bortles is good until next year for you me. You were just saying that so I could say congratulations again. And that's fine. 
Buffalo, Miami. Miami was eliminated last week officially, although they were eliminated figuratively quite some time ago. When they signed Jay Cutler. Buffalo. Nice. They need a win, and they need help. If Buffalo yeah. wins and the Chargers win, or and the Ravens and Titans both lose, the Ravens are going to get in above Buffalo because of the Nathan Peterman game. Ouch, man. So Buffalo needs a win. They need help. More help than any other team who's still in contention. Uh, I don't think they get it. I honestly might not even see them winning this game. Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Drake yeah. could get a nice heaping of carries again. Damian Williams looking like he's on the wrong side of doubtful again. So interesting game. I think I think Miami wins, and it's just a what could have been kind of year for Buffalo. Charles Clay. In, in my opinion, you gotta pay up for LaShawn McCoy this week. Yeah, it's a he good could one be in for a big one. It's a good one. I agree. I like Charles Clay a lot too. Miami is uh, pretty bad against tight ends. Yes, they've been uh, bad for a while. Clay has been getting that target share with yep. uh, Mr. Tyrod. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I like the Bills. You don't think the Bills are going to win this game? No. Really? Yeah. Nope. I think the Bills are going to take this one, and they're going to end up really kicking themselves over that uh, that Peterman start, man. Smoking Jay's last ride. <laughs> this is it. Jay Cutler goes out, guns blazing. Three INTs. A certain finger on each hand in the air as he runs into the tunnel victorious one final time before he becomes like easily the most hated color analyst on the NFL broadcasting teams. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati, Baltimore, Baltimore with the easiest path in the AFC. They can get the, fi- they get the five seed with a win. Yep. So I think they take and they care of Cincinnati. Cincinnati the first week really just beat the bricks off of them. Yeah. And I expect a lot of the same. Don't I you? Agree. I yeah. think that McCarron has a shot to play a little bit this I'm week, I'm sure too. he will. And I don't know why not. Dalton really, you know, he had such another really average season. It's like, right. how many years? He had a really, really bad interception on Sunday. Yes, he did. Yeah. Like, yeah, like did. which team, which color are our team's jerseys type bad? I was like, I can't believe I stuck up for that guy when he threw that. <laughs> Hey, man, speaking of the team that I won the championship, again, I started Dalton like three weeks in that league. <laughs> yeah, me too. The same with my – again. Dude, I'm telling you. It's... Until next year. That's crazy, yeah, right? <laughs> um, like we said with Cincinnati, Mixon's probably not going to play. So Gio Bernard, I think, is a very trustworthy option at the running back position, a guy you can consider in your daily lineups. Let's move to the other AFC – the first of two AFC West matchups – Oakland and the Chargers. Oakland officially eliminated two weeks ago. Again, figuratively eliminated a long time ago. Um, Chargers need a win and a Titans loss to yep. get in. Chargers uh, need to win bad. Yeah, so they need a win. I think they could, they should be able to go out and get it, especially at home in their beautiful soccer stadium turned into a football field. <laughs> yeah, um, I, you got to think the Raiders don't care too much about this game either. You know, like, no. they're they're one of the most disappointing teams in the league. I think this year. And, uh, you know, if I was on that team, I'd just want to go home. Right. You know? yeah. so, Michael Crabtree popped up on the injury report. Yeah. Today. You I know, would be sh- I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't. Play. Yeah. I'd be surprised if, if they played their full complement of guys, which makes me think that the, the Chargers guys, I, I like all of them. In, uh, yeah, in- would you even be excited to play Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree this week? I would be scared. No I way. wouldn't do it. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, even if this was great. Exactly. Even if this was like week fifteen, it would be a tough matchup. So yeah. I would uh I would be I would be happy to steer away from them if I had to. All right. 
Arizona, Seattle. Seattle needs a win and a Falcons loss to get in. And I actually, this was my this was my note. Arizona has only Larry Legend's records to chase, which should be motivation enough for them to put up a decent fight against Seattle. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I hope I they think, give him 15 targets again. Yeah, that would be great because he'll he'll go off if they do that. Yeah, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> for- Doug Baldwin could avoid. Um, it, once again, this is a good game for a slot receiver. He gets to avoid the uh, the banner cornerback. Uh, Patrick Peterson does travel a lot more than your average Joe, but uh, Doug Baldwin will be set up to escape those clutches as best as the Seahawks can scheme it. Right. Yeah, the Seahawks guys, you got to like them back against the wall type of uh, atmosphere. Um, I'd go back to the well with Wilson, even though he's been icy cold over the past couple weeks. I think he could turn in a big one this week. Yeah. All right, the other NFC West matchup, San Francisco and the Rams. The Rams need a win to clinch the three seed. We've still got Jimmy G playing in God mode, and the Niners have shown that they really want to win these these last few games, and the Rams have already kind of stated that they're not particularly interested in winning this one. So in that case, got to like the Niners. Fire right? up the Niners, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like we expected when they were 1-9, and nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> But now, you know, they've won, what, what is it, four straight now, three straight, yeah, something like that. four straight. And they're looking to make it five, and uh, the the Rams are like, you want to make it five? Go ahead. We'll just bench all our guys. Yeah. We don't care. Three or four really doesn't make much of a difference. So, you know, right. you got you to beat whoever's in front of you, and I kind of like that about McVay. Just like, whatever, we're in. We got to, you know, we'll take it one week yeah. at a time, and this week we'll get healthy. And he's a young guy, so if, if this is kind of the hill he's choosing to die on this year, and maybe, you know, the Rams go out and they look a little rusty in the wild card and lose maybe that's what he needs to learn that you know next year week 17 we're rolling everybody out there to keep yeah. the uh, momentum i don't know going. i think he's ahead of it man i, I think, think he's just so honest i think it's completely sane and reasonable to sit todd Gurley this week you uh, gotta keep him healthy if anything were to happen to him in this game i mean the rams the season's would be over. beside themselves yeah. exactly carolina atlanta this is the big one Carolina can win this, and with a Saints loss, they get the a- NFC South. Atlanta needs this to get the sixth seed in the uh, NFC playoff picture. Right. So both teams have a lot to play for in this game. Should be a pretty good one then. Yeah, it should be really exciting. I- I'm pumped for this one. Um, you know, I obviously don't like Freeman too much, but I'm, I'm into uh, – Pretty much all the other playmakers, right? For both teams, yep. I think Julio can have a big day. Um, you know, Bird just went on the IR for uh, the Panthers, which stinks because he was really coming on. Yeah, but I think that will open up more of a um, locking into Greg Olson and Funches. So or, they're or both, McCaffrey or, and McCaffrey. So I think they're all in the mix. I, I like this game. You know, yep. these NFC South teams when they get together, there's normally some points being scored. Definitely. Yeah, I think it could be a Cam Newton stinker, but if I had him, uh, I'd probably have to play him based on the lack of availability of real good options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty barren on the at the quarterback position. Speaking of lack of availability, uh, Alex Smith will not be available for Kansas City against Denver. This game in Denver, Chiefs have no nothing to play for. They can't move up. They can't move down. So they're just kind of in it to survive and get to the wild card weekend healthy. Mahomes will get the start. Hunt, Hill, Kelsey, Albert Bench. Wilson, Chris Conley. Who knows how much those guys play? But I, I'll say it again. I really like Charkhandrick West in this game. Yeah, I like Charkhandrick West too. He's a he's a great deep shot because you know he's going to get carries. Right. For you DFSers out there, Paxton Lynch is going to get the start for Denver this week. 
I think that kind of would mean to me I'm not paying for uh, Demarius Thomas, and I don't think anybody really was going to pay for Emmanuel Sanders, regardless of who started. Yeah, this week, but it would have to C. be CJ like, Anderson though. He's been Anderson's rolling. Has been great. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of good running back options this week. Believe it or not. Yeah, there are a ton because of all the the guys coming off the bench. One of the guys. Oh wait, maybe we haven't gotten to the. Oh no, we just we just missed the game. I don't know how we didn't bring him up. Malcolm Brown from the Rams. I'm excited for him. You know, he plays the 49ers, so yeah. that should be a good matchup for sure. But um, getting back to this game, I don't know how I missed that. Whatever. But uh, getting back to this game, um, West. Why not? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, I like West. Would you guys start uh, Harris, the backup tight end, in a like a Fanduel situation? Ooh. Denver Broncos, not a very good uh, defense against the tight end. It's been weighing on my mind a little bit. I'm sure <laughs> I, he's, I'm sure he's dirt cheap oh, yeah, in drafting. He's got to be as low as the as low as it goes. You're, and yeah. it's always tempting. You're much more apt to taking those kinds of risks than I am, Tom. So if I mean, I would be I would be scared out of my mind to do it. Right. But it it does have some upside to it, and I do like it. I just for me, I'm like, ugh, I'm not spending. My money on right. Demetrius Harris. Me and Tom like to dig deep into yeah. the dirt, so yeah. then we can pick the the gems yeah. at the yeah. top. And I'm I'm pole. too worried about getting like worm guts on my fingers. <laughs> oh, I've never been worried about worm guts. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans, Tampa Bay. The Saints are in the offs, but they can land anywhere from the three to the five. Right. They need a win to get the NFC South, but they could get the three with a win in a Rams loss. They could also be the six. So a lot of different ways this could go, which means I think the Saints try to win this one outright. Yeah, no I think doubt. this is a big heaping dose of Mark Ingram and oh, Alvin yeah. Kamara again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas has been nicked up with that ankle injury. He may be a guy that kind of doesn't see as many targets, doesn't see as many snaps. But other than that, if you got a Saint, you might want to roll him out, especially like Ted Ginn could get deep for one, for a couple. Yeah, uh, Could be a good Willie Sneed week. Like I said, though, I think this this once again, the Saints' offense is going to belong to Ingram and Kamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely go Ted Ginn before I go Willie Sneed. Although I had been excited about Willie Sneed in the past, it's just been a uh, a shut it down of a season for him. Yeah, it's yeah. been a really rough year for him. Ted Ginn got that deep ball potential. You're right, and um, you know if I have Michael Thomas in my season long, I'm not too scared because even last week he still got like 70 yards on only five targets, and hopefully he gets healthier so he'll get a little bit more work. Right. So it's gonna be a big week for us on Twitter coming up. Yeah. Uh, you know. At Ruts FF, we will get you as many updates as we possibly can. I'm at Why So Serious. I'm, you know, finding and retweeting and making snarky little comments on lots of different <laughs> things. Uh, Scott's at Wags FF. Tom is at Hillier FF. Those are the up down guys. You know the the nice little emojis that they make. Um, I sound like such a curmudgeon-y old man right now. I'm sorry for that. I didn't mean to just turn into Ebenezer Scrooge the day after Christmas. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a big week for those of you who still have your championships. We wish you the best of luck. Also, have a talk with your league commissioner. It's time to get out of the Stone Age and go yeah, to a 16 week uh, fantasy football and the, season. And the anxiety of it, like. I was telling you before, my entire team is playing at four o'clock. It's crazy, and every game starts at four twenty-five. Like those, that three-hour span is going to be made. Right? Yeah, every game starts at either one or four twenty-five on Saturday, on Sunday. No Saturday, no Thursday, no Monday night game. Great New Year's Eve. No Sunday night game. Uh, So enjoy New Year's Eve. We hope everybody gets uh, whatever it is that they need from their season longs or their daily fantasies. Like we said, hit us up on Twitter at RutsFF. You can also check us out on Instagram at RutsFF. We will see you at some point next week for the wild card playoff preview. Yes, we're talking playoff fantasy football. Oh, yeah. On Run Up the Score. We will see you then. But until then, 
keep scoring. Hey, we were born to run.